What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wellprinter Online Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And I've been hearing from people that on Mondays, they just can't wait for the episodes to be released. And one week I was actually late with my episode. You might have noticed that. And I got several emails about it asking where it was. So that's actually really cool. I appreciate all of you that have made me part of your weekly routine and a little bit of business inspiration for you as you're out there growing your wellness business online. So that's really cool. This week, we're talking exactly about one strategy to grow your wellness business. And it's not an online strategy, believe it or not, but it's something that you will have heard a lot about when you've got your any marketing training or maybe in the school that you went through. It's all about giving talks and giving talks to actually drive interest in your business and to result in people enrolling in your programs and people becoming clients. Now, I know when I went through my health coach training, I heard over and over again, give talks, give talks, give talks as a way to get clients. And I see a lot of health coaches and wellness practitioners taking this approach. But is it really working? This is the question. And I know for a lot of people, they might be giving talks and it's not really working or they're absolutely terrified of giving talks. And so today, as my guest on the show, I've got Alyssa Rushton, who's a health coach and also a public speaking coach. And Actually, Alyssa started, she'll tell us her story, but she started her in a corporate career actually teaching about public speaking and presentation skills within a large organization. And then she became a health coach. And after initially struggling to get her business off the ground and, and getting any results from talks, she figured out the formula and really just got fully booked and a really booming health coaching practice through giving strategic targeted talks. And then Over time, as people started asking her more and more about, you know, how does she give these talks? How does she make her business so successful? She's now transitioned into public speaking coaching for other coaches, which is just brilliant. So we've got Alyssa on and she's going to share a lot of secrets about how to speak effectively to actually generate clients for your business, which is really the dream, right? That's what we all want. That's the reason that we're putting ourselves out there in talks. And so Alyssa, it's just a great conversation. She's really wonderful to talk to, and she's very open and generous about sharing her knowledge and also her own journey and and how she's made this leap from a successful health coaching practice and actually closing that down now and, and stepping away from it and doing this new business about public speaking training. So I think you'll really enjoy this talk. One thing to note, though, is that Alyssa is going to give us a URL at the end where we can download a free talk that she's got that we can listen to. But actually, if you want to get just the link to that talk, it's probably easier if you just hop over to the show notes, which are at wellpreneuronline.com slash 47. And there from the show notes, you'll be able to link back to Alyssa's site and to the free talk that she's offering for us. So let's jump into this talk with Alyssa Rushton. Hi, Alyssa. Thanks for joining me on today. 
Hey, Amanda, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really happy that you decided to come on and talk to us because when you and I were chatting before, we started talking about public speaking and we're both health coaches and we got into this whole topic about public speaking, which is your area of expertise. And that just really resonated with me because I know so many coaches use talks as a way to build their coaching practice. That's a really common marketing technique we hear about. And people have really mixed results. And so I really wanted to have you on to talk to us about your own story and how you've been so successful with giving talks and and speaking engagements. And then also, you know, how we can learn from you and, and start to implement some of that in our own practices. So we're really glad you're here. Thank you. I know I'm super excited too. So can you start off by telling us a bit about kind of how your health coaching practice evolved and how you were able to use speaking to grow that? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I'm actually going to tell you something a little bit before that. So before I was a health coach, I was a corporate sales trainer and presentation coach at Sprint. And so in my health coaching business, I thought, man, I know how to be in front of an audience and I'll just get up and give all of these talks. And that's how I'll grow my business. Because that's what we heard, right? You just said, I mean, all mm-hmm. of the schools tell you, you got to go out, you got to give these talks. And that's what I did. And honestly, at first, it was horrible. I would go out, I would give talks, there would be three people there, then I would just go and give them all this amazing information. And it was like, great, I just solved that problem for you. <laughs> And uh, yes, that's how I started off. Meaning that, meaning that you were just like giving everything away in a 45-minute talk, like your yes. whole formula. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because that was my background was to educate. And I didn't know how to actually do it as a health coach. So that's how I started off. And honestly, I love speaking. And I think that just because I love speaking so much, people were naturally drawn to want to work with me. And I did ended up getting clients from it. And as I went further with it, I kept giving more and more talks. I started to see behind the scenes of what was really going on there. And I figured out, uh uh-oh, you know, you're doing a couple pieces wrong, which I started to tweak for myself. And then what happened once I started tweaking these couple little things, which we'll talk about later, some of these common pitfalls that coaches go, that coaches have when they do a speaking gig. Once I tweaked these, it was pretty amazing what started to happen for me and started to open up. And pretty soon what I found in my practice is that I had more speaking gigs than I knew what to do with. I actually had to turn down speaking gigs. I started charging for speaking gigs. So no more was this doing the free talk. I was charging money and I was having better results. And because I implemented a system at the end to get clients from the talks, I mean, the doors blew off my practice and I ended up being on a waiting list for clients to see me. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. the dream, I think. That's what, that, you know, when we hear about doing talks for marketing, that's what we're all going for and you cracked it. So yeah, I'd love to learn more about that. That's brilliant. Yeah, trust, but it was a process. Trust me, it didn't, it wasn't pretty to start with. <laughs> so what are, you mentioned, you kind of alluded to those couple of pitfalls that people are always making. And I'm wondering if one of them is just giving away way too much information because that's something that 
I think both in speaking and also just in the online world, like with programs or, you know, even doing taster sessions, anything, we feel like we just have to give everybody all this information at once. And really that's not effective in, at least in the online world. So I'm interested in the speaking world too, to hear about that. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. One of the concepts I teach coaches now, which I coach on speaking, by the way, one of the concepts I teach is there's different archetypes when it comes to speakers. And it seems really interesting that most coaches fall into the archetype of teacher. And like, there's no, no one's going, no way. You're all thinking, yeah, that's totally me. I'm a teacher. And Mm -hmm. we want to just teach people. We want to educate And the problem with teachers is that it's a tendency to over-educate. And that means then to overwhelm clients. And so anytime you put someone into overwhelm mode or teach them too much that's not actionable, it doesn't result in a client for you. So yeah, that's definitely one of the first pitfalls Mm -hmm. is just over-teaching, trying to give it all away. And Along with that is this concept of solving their problem at the talk. So one of the things that I used to do, I'll give you an example. I used to do this class on smoothies and people would come to the class and I'd bring books on smoothies and my favorite smoothie recipes and I'd show my favorite superfoods. And at the end of the talk, it's like there was absolutely no reason for people to want to work with me. They found out all about how to make smoothies. They found all the superfoods that I love to put in them. And they had loads full of recipes for the smoothies, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you can imagine that that shows up in many places when it comes to coaching. It's like I'll see coaches go and do a talk and there's zero reason at the end for a client to come and work with them. Okay, but I know what people are thinking, which is what, you know, immediately comes up to me when you say that, which is you know, you don't want your talk to be all fluff, right? You don't want to just be up there like kind of talking around stuff and not giving any value. I think that's the big fear. And that's why people give so much. Yeah, that's it. It's the overcompensating for that fear because I'm the same way. I hate, hate fluff. And you could imagine since my background is strictly to educate, not to sell at all with Sprint, you know, I didn't have to get people to my talk. They had to come. It was mandatory. It was a two week training class, but it's different with health coaching. And you're right. The knee jerk reaction, or I call it sort of the driving down the road reaction is to swerve hundred percent to the other side of the road. But if you think about that, if you were thinking about in terms of you driving down the road, swerving from side to side, making these knee jerk reactions, it doesn't work well in driving. And so what I teach in in the Magnetic Messengers Academy is really a more balanced approach and a way in which you can give a talk that gives a lot of content but still leaves a little something for the client. You sort of expose a different problem. So you solve one of their problems that they came for, but you might expose a different layer of that problem. Yeah, just selling your products. Like if you're going to do a sales video, for example, it's a very similar approach is that you outline a problem and you solve it, but then you open up another one. And then in order for them to solve that, that's when they need to work with you. Is that kind of what you're talking about? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Because odds are with most people who've got health issues, that food is a piece of that component. And maybe your talk is on food. 
But maybe at that talk, you expose an un, a more underlying problem. And so, yeah, that's basically it. And you do it in a way that's really genuine and authentic. And you make an offer to work with you that doesn't sound salesy or sleazy. You do it in a really nice, easy way. Can you give us an example with your green smoothie workshops you were talking about where you used to say, you know, you used to tell people everything. How would you kind of restructure it in this new format you're talking about? Yeah, well, the repackage of that was basically another class that I developed. And so I would, instead of just teaching them all about smoothies and all about how to make smoothies, it was a lead up to a group program. So just to kind of back up and give you a behind the scenes, I want to give you a big tip here for all the coaches listening. One of the first things that I see people do when giving talks is they'll give a talk that has nothing to do with a group program or a one-on-one program they're doing. (laughs) You're laughing. How come? I don't know. I see this a lot is that we just get, it's like shiny, sparkly object. Ooh, everyone's going to be trusted in this topic. Let me do a talk on that. But with no linking it back to actually what your program services are and how it's all going to tie together strategically, right? Because to be driving it isn't just to be out there talking for your own health, right? It should be linking back to your programs. So it makes sense to talk about things that are similar to your programs. Yes. So this is the first big tip is that your talk should be, and I hate to should on people, <laughs> but I'm going to, your talk really wants to be a direct reflection of your group program or your one-on-one program. So to give you an example of a client of mine, she's doing a group program, which is all about, it's all for teachers and it's all about solving their lunchtime dilemma. And she's going to help them overcome chronic dieting and making the wrong choices for lunch. And she's going to teach them how to actually procure food. So her talk, her signature talk, really wants to be a reflection of those keys that she's going to then invite them into a deeper program. So that's really the first step is make sure that your talk is a reflection of your program. And that green smoothie talk for me was not a reflection of my program. It just was like, I'm going to teach you all about how to do green smoothies. And here you Mm go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can I say, this is, I don't know, just from my world, I teach a lot about just online marketing and growing your email list. And a really common thing I see is that people just come up with like a free gift on their website or an opt-in gift that has absolutely nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but it's cool. You know, they think it's trendy or somebody, the clients might like it, but actually... It's just like what you were saying about speaking. Like if you're going to have a free gift on your website, shouldn't it be in the same topic area as your program so that at the end of that, it's kind of opening up more problems so that people want to take that next step and work with you? Because otherwise it's not really going into, you're not really moving people through a funnel or a process to get closer to work with you. That's right. That's absolutely right. And you mentioned the funnel. And if you'll picture in your mind right now, your title at the very top of that funnel and then your signature talk and your free gift are underneath of that and then your group programs coming down the funnel. Mm -hmm. And so all of that, you've got to at every step in the way be leading your client somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's really the thing that I consistently teach is you've got to lead them somewhere. And so for example, in Magnetic Messengers Academy, one of the things we teach is have this amazing signature talk 
that then, you know, at that talk, you're going to give away a free gift that is really juicy and has everything to do with the problem that they're there to solve. And then you invite them into a deeper offer so that, you know, you just covered a lot of information in this one hour. And for those of you who want to go even deeper, mm-hmm. really take it to that next level of understanding and learning, then, you know, this group program is for you. So it all just lines up so beautifully. And it's really quite amazing what happens for people. Can I give you an example, a client story? Oh, yeah, please do. Yeah. So I've got this client and I I won't say her name, but she was doing this workshop. And honestly, it was a really great workshop. And it was called something about balancing your children's doshas. Well, the first thing we worked on was getting a better title because most people average people, unless you're a health coach, probably don't know what a dosha (laughs) is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So first we worked on that. But then we worked on lining her workshop up a little bit more with her group program. And she had done the workshop before, had three people there and not sold anything and not even had anybody ask her about working together as a client. And in this next workshop, Granted, she didn't have a lot of people there. She only had six people there. But what she did do is she sold, I don't remember the actual numbers, but it was something like 80% of the room. And she made over $440 that night. Mm -hmm. And she had a person sign up with her later for another $220. So she actually made, what is the math, $660 from a one-hour talk Mm -hmm. uh, with only six people in the room. You know, that's not bad. So that's what can happen when you just line things up. And it was great because she had the signature talk. She had the perfect free gift that absolutely was in alignment with everything she was talking about. And then that offer that just took it one layer deeper. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that's coming up for me as you're talking about this is that it seems like coaches need to be really clear about what their specific area of expertise is in order for this to work. And I know that we hear over and over and over about target markets and you need to niche down, but it seems like for this to work, you really need to do that. And I think that can be quite scary for people. Like they feel like they're cutting off their options. Yeah, it's really funny. I just did a I w- did a speaking engagement this weekend in Portland and I was talking to a group of health coaches And they were frightened and nervous when talking about their niche. And I believe, you know, one of the reasons is because when you are not getting clients or maybe you're living from client to client and someone tells you, you got to pick a niche, you think, oh my God, I'm not getting clients now. What's going to happen when I go even smaller? Mm -hmm. And in fact, the opposite is true. And it's interesting because, and I'll, I'll give you a story, that clients live on this pain island. You know, they struggle, they're in pain over here on this island. And what happens is we have been to Pleasure Town. It's a whole different place. It's a beautiful, glorious island. But the thing of it is, is that we often can't get those clients off of pain island to come with us because we're not clear in our message. We're speaking to everyone. And when we drive over to the little island in our boat and we're like, hey, I'm here, I'm on a boat. I wanna take you to Pleasure Island. I wanna take you off this pain place that you're in. We don't give a clear message. And that message is our niche. It's our message is our title. That message is what our signature talk is. 
it's all of that really pre stuff that goes on that we have to be so very clear about. And so you're right. But what is amazing is when we are clear and we deliver a message to a certain audience, it just kind of blows out of the water and all of a sudden clients are lining up to work with you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'd say we need probably a little tough love and a reality check here too, which is that if you're really struggling to find clients, then you need to do something different, right? So might as well try this. You can always go back to doing what you're doing now. (laughs) That's right. You know, but, but if it's not working, it's not working and it's up to you as the business owner to change something and try something different. So, yeah. And I want to just mention something What's really fascinating and I love about doing these signature talks and coming up with a group program is it's a great way to experiment with a niche. So you don't have to necessarily commit your entire business for the end of time to working with women with body issues, let's say, but maybe you decide, well, I'm going to design a a signature talk. I know I like working with women with body weight issues. So I'm going to design a signature talk around that. And then I'm going to give a free gift and I'm going to design a four-week group program. So you decide that and you just work with it and see what happens. And you're not having to decide that for the end of time. But doing these signature talks is sort of a great way for you to experiment with it and see what the audience reaction is. That's a great point. Yeah. And I think that feels, to me, suddenly that feels freeing and makes the whole idea of a niche less scary because it's not like you have to commit to it for the rest of your life. You're just trying it for a while and going through that whole, the whole funnel process you talked about and really committing to it for like six months or a year. And then you can change. Try it on for size. And even some of my clients who are really freaked out, I will say, hey, let's do, you know, let's do two signature talks and two free gifts and two group programs and just see which one you like working better with. And Mm -hmm. you'll alternate and just see. And honestly, just the freedom of telling yourself that you're not deciding for now and all eternity (laughs) is really helpful. So what about, Alyssa, you mentioned that at some point you actually started charging for talks too. So what's your thought about that, about doing free talks versus charging people to attend? And when can we make that transition? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this question. Okay, so there is a time and a place for free talks and there is a time and a place not for free talks. And so the time and place to do a free talk is when someone else is responsible for getting the people there. And so that would be in the case of, let's say it's a women's association or it's a networking group of some sort. Um, Associations are some of my favorite, but also it could be like a school or it could be For example, I used to do and still do from time to time because I love it, do talks at like there's this place in town. It's called Turning Point where I live. It's a the local cancer hospital. KU Med Center has a facility in which they have people come and, you know, they make sure your talk is full. So the time to do free talks is when someone else is in charge of getting the people in the room. And as you're just starting out, asking some questions like, how many people are you used to having at your talks? And what is the experience for the speaker like? And can I make a pitch to the room? Knowing these questions in advance are really helpful. And can I offer a free gift? So in my opinion, those are the places to do a free talk. The places not to do a free talk 
are, you know, depending on your audience, and I and I hate to make a blanket statement like this, but whole foods or yoga studios are typically not great for most coaches. Unless you're a raw food chef, raw food chef, or maybe you sell a lot of product, then whole foods might be the place to go. But typically, they have no reason to help you fill the room. They'll just promote it and say, hey, we have this class going on, but they don't necessarily attract people there and get people there and really market hard to them. So you're saying basically if it's something that you're setting up and you're finding people yourself, then you'd want to charge them yes. to come to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a Whole Foods talk, absolutely ask Whole Foods if you can charge. If it's a right. yoga studio talk, ask if you can charge. So if it's someone else and you know, like I will go do talks at associations and or churches, by the way. Like if you're a, a health coach that works with women mom's groups or mothers of preschoolers, like a mops group are amazing. And they'll have between 20 and 50 women in the group. And you can come and speak for an hour and they don't pay you, but it's a great chance to pitch your services and give an amazing talk and give a free gift and really build your list. You know, you could, if you did one talk a month, you could ha- you could grow your list by about 500 people or more mm-hmm. just by doing the church circuit. So that's a great. But yeah, if you're going to do your own talk and you got to fill it yourself, then that's absolutely the time to charge because people in that situation don't value that free ticket. Mm-hmm. So can you give us just at a high level, and I know you teach so much more in depth in your academy actually, but if somebody's looking, you know, they're listening to you and they're thinking, yeah, I want to get started. I think I want to take t- doing talks more seriously and, and work on my signature talk. What are kind of a couple tips, like two or three tips just to get started and get going in the right direction with this? So the first tip would be to be very clear about where you're leading people. So the first thing you want to look at is what does my group program look like or what is my one-on-one program look like? So really knowing that is the place to start. It's kind of like you wouldn't just hop in your car and say, I'm going to just drive around. You have a destination in mind, right? You're going to the grocery store or you're going to drive to Texas. So you want to know where you're going with your clients. And once you know that, then the next step after you know where you're going is to design a signature talk that speaks to the steps that you take clients in, whether it's in a one-on-one or a group program. Awesome. So tell us a bit about your own journey too, because you're now transitioning away from health coaching and tell us what you're working on now. Yeah. So it was interesting as I built my health coaching business and built it and built it, I got to a point where I was charging what I felt like was quite a bit to work with me a month and um, had a really great practice. But I kept getting calls from coaches saying, hey, we, you, you know, you're doing so well. Will you help me? What are you doing that I could do? And also, I, ha- I kept getting this calling in my own heart to put this background that I had had, this growing up at Sprint and being a, a public speaking trainer and a sales trainer to high, high level business executives and business salespeople. And I thought, you know, I'd love to put that to use. So what I decided was that I wanted to really help coaches because one of the things is for me is I love to see people make money. (laughs) I love it. 
I love money. I have two paid off houses and paid off cars and I love money. I think it's amazing. But what I see is over 95% of the coaches that I talk to are in struggle and they're struggling from client to client to client. And Mm -hmm. I know that when I was like that originally, when I was out there giving talks and not knowing what I was really doing, that I was in struggle and it felt awful. And there was a point in time where I thought I need to quit this job and go find another one. But, you know, had I given up, it would have meant that I wasn't able to give my gifts. And so I know that the coaches of this world who are listening in on this call right now, who are feeling that, you know, when you give up, that's when the world doesn't get to share in the amazing gifts that you embody and that you have to offer the world. And so for me, it was really finding a way to step into fully this public speaking coach. And now what I've been called to do is work with coaches to really help them build their business using speaking. That's the bottom line. So whether it's creating a signature talk, whether it's creating a workshop, whether it's tweaking an existing talk or workshop, you know, that's really what I'm called to do and I'm passionate about. And it's been, you know, busy enough for me just in the first several months of my business that I've literally had to shut down completely the health coaching side because there's just not enough time at the end of the day to do both, Mm -hmm. which is kind of nice. And at the same time, there's a piece of me that's like, oh, I don't I don't get to do health coaching anymore. But what I do do is I still give health talks from time to time. And I have a couple of coaches that I funnel those clients to. So it's kind of my way to give back a little bit. But can we talk about, because I think it's really interesting how you, you made this leap. And you said you heard that inner voice really that was calling you to do this. But it must have been scary to think about stopping doing your health coaching, which was really successful and shifting to this other thing. And I'm just, I always like to ask business owners, you know, as they, when I hear they go through points of transition like that, how you were brave enough to do it and how you psyched yourself up to get through that. Cause I think that's something a lot of us can relate to. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it was so scary and I was so freaked out. And by the way, let me just tell everyone this, that the thing that you're the most scared about doing that's where the money is, by the way. Mm, juicy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be our little tweetable for the episode. That's good. Yeah. What are you scared of? Because that's, that's, that's where your money is yeah. at. So just FYI, when what scares the living daylights out of you, that's when you know, oh, here's where it's at. And that's where you're going to shine. Now you asked me what I did to do that. Well, I tell you, it was a lot of, you know, many things. One, some prayer and meditation too. I hired a high level coaches coach. So I hired myself. I dropped more money than I ever had on a VIP day with a coach named Terry Hickey. Um, he's a great coach. He's a master certified in neuro-linguistic programming. And I knew that he would help to break me out. Terry has actually worked with the, you know, any six and seven figure coach out there. You see like Carrie Peters is one of them from Holistic MBA. He's worked with just about all of them. It's pretty Elizabeth Purvis, you know. So I thought if there's anybody who I know can help me get through this, it's Terry. So I called up Terry. I spent some big time money and uh, he helps hold my feet to the fire. And what was interesting is the minute I dropped that check in the mail, 
I think it was the Saturday afterwards, a guy by the name of Steve Koch, my current business partner and former CNN anchor, and he was an anchor for NBC and CNN for over 30 years, called me just one day out of the blue. And we got to talking and I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this public speaking class. And I know you've got lots of mad video skills. Would you like to be a part of it? And we talked about it. And his answer was yes. So it was kind of like all the little ducks lined up in a row once I made that decision to work with Terry. And then everything just started to fall into place. Well, I love this because it's just the commitment. Like when you, when you put down that money, you were committing, you were all in that it was going to work and you were going to do this. And I think when you do that, when you step up and make a commitment, it like everything aligns, the universe aligns for you and things just start happening. But until then, when you're wishy-washy and keeping like one foot on either side and hedging your bets, it just, you know, Nothing you just happens. don't get that kind of momentum. Yeah. And I tell people this, I, I have a story. And in fact, um, I'm going to give you guys all a link to a free training about how to speak your way to six figures at the end here. But I talk about this and it's this theory that, you know, a mother duck When she wants to get her baby ducklings to line up in a row, she doesn't just wander around and she doesn't say, oh, how is it going to happen? I'm not sure how they're going to line up and get across the street safely. No, she makes a decision, picks a spot where she wants to go and starts walking. And then like magic, all those ducks line up right in a little row and follow her. Mm -hmm. So to your point, it's really amazing what happens once we make a decision and a commitment. Everything lines up and we don't have to worry so much about the hows. And isn't that so freeing too? Like when you say that, you don't have to figure out how you're going to do everything. You just need to commit to it and like really see where you're going and just start taking steps. Yeah. And the hows sort themselves out. Do they start lining up and the whole things start to happen that you I could have never imagined that the CNN anchor would just randomly call me out of the blue. You know, I could have never worked that, that out on my own. So it's neat what happens. The universe mm-hmm. is able to work its magic once you commit to something. Awesome. So everybody out there listening, find that thing inside of you that scares you and then take one step towards it this week. <laughs> Make yeah. that commitment, right? Yeah. Yeah, big time. Awesome. Well, Alyssa, I feel like I could talk to you forever, actually. We could just keep going on about all this, but um, unfortunately, we have to get to the end of the episode. So I was wondering if you could share with everybody where they can find you and if they want to find out more about the Magnetic Messengers Academy and, of course, that that talk you were, the free gift you were talking about as well. Yeah. So I have a free video training, and this is a long URL, guys. So take out your pen, and I think, Amanda, you'll have a link to this. I'll put it in the show notes, yeah. That'd be great. So it's magneticmessengersacademy.com forward slash webinar dash replay dash speak dash your (laughs) dash way dash two dash six. So it's basically magneticmessengersacademy.com forward slash webinar replay, speak your way to six with dashes in between all those words. Right. Okay. So I'll put this in the show notes. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody out there listening could just click through. Yeah. But that's awesome. Thank you, Alyssa. You're welcome. Sorry about that. (laughs) No worries. And if they just want to get in touch with you, then is there, should they just go to magneticmessengersacademy.com? Yeah. Magneticmessengersacademy.com. And if you wanted to shoot me a little email, I think there's a place where it says contact us somewhere on there and it'll you know, it'll go to my assistance inbox, but she'll get that to me. 
Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Alyssa. It's been great to talk to you today. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed that talk with Alyssa Rushton. And as I mentioned, you can get the link to Alyssa's site and also to the free talk she mentioned at wellpreneuronline.com slash 47. I have all the links in the show notes there. And I would love to hear what you learned. So please tweet me at Vintage Amanda or hop back to the show notes and leave a comment and let me know what is that big scary thing that's kind of you know, nagging at you that you know you need to do and you're too scared to do, what is it and how are you going to commit to it and take the first step this week? Because I know if you do that, you're going to start seeing things fall into place and you're going to start getting results. So until next week, I'm wishing you tons of success in your wellness business and courage and bravery to go after those things that scare you. Because as Alyssa says, that's where the money is. So have a great week and I'll see you back here next week with the next episode. Oh, 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 o